Welcome tennis fans to the 25th episode of Tennis Shivers, Exploring the Game, the podcast that delves into the heart of the tennis world. I'm your host, Ivy J, and in today's episode, I'll be covering the issues surrounding tennis this week, such as the UTS tournament and the Abu Dhabi Open. And before we begin, please follow all of my social medias, that is Instagram and Twitter, using at Tennis Shivers, that is at Tennis Shivers. If you're listening on YouTube, comment, like, and subscribe. If you're listening on other streaming platforms, please rate my show. And I just want to say that my podcast is growing, and I'm just really grateful for you all, especially the ones who are here from the beginning, and of course the new ones. But yeah, I just when I started this, I didn't expect that I could actually like, sort of get money from this, but now. I'm like sort of starting to lock in a sponsorship deal, which is pretty awesome and pretty fascinating in my opinion because I just started this platform to just like talk about tennis and I'm just really grateful that you guys want to talk about tennis with me together and we might be having some really, really special guests. So yeah, definitely go follow all of my social media so you guys can get the updates firsthand and... Yeah, let's just get right into today's episode. So the first thing I would like to talk about is the Dallas Open, which is a 250 tournament on the men's side. So what else? Okay, first I just want to say that this week I wasn't watching that much tennis except for the Naomi matches, of course, which I will talk about later. But I had actually so much stuff to do this week, like... It's actually insane, and I'm sorry that, like, I wasn't watching all the matches, so I was just, like, looking at the results. So anyways, let's get back to it. So when I was looking at the results, I saw that there's a lot of American flags, there's a lot of American versus Americans, and also a lot of Australian players in the tournament, and there are just some that I want to point out. The first one has been Shelton versus Michael Moe. So Michael Mole is, in my opinion, a really talented player, and Ben Shelton, I feel like he's sort of been struggling in the beginning of this year, because in Australian Open, he lost to Andrea Manorino in the third round, and in the tournament before that, the ASP Classic, he played it to the semifinals, but he lost, and then in Brisbane, he also lost in round one which is kind of, like, probably not his ideal, ideal start to the year, even though he did make, like, a deep run in the ASP Classic tournament. But still, so I feel like it was just an interesting matchup. And the other matchup I want to talk about in the Dallas Open, well, not a matchup, but something I just want to point out is Christopher Eubanks continued to struggle to find his form because he lost in the round of 16 and he just hasn't been performing that well since his I guess the Wimbledon race because in Wimbledon last year he did really really good but he lost to Rublev in Australian Open and in this tournament he lost to James Duckworth which is an Australian player in two straight sets so yeah, I hope he can find his form because I really like his serve and his play is just, he's like an overall a really nice person. I feel like on a tour, like everyone's friends with him. So yeah. 
And the other thing I want to talk about is also sort of on the same level, I guess, is Jiron beating Tiafo. Tiafo also hasn't been the best. I feel like even though he's ranked number one in like this um, tournament, but his start of the year wasn't really good. He lost in round two in the Australian Open. He lost in round two in Hong Kong. So yeah, his start of the year isn't that good, but just something I want to point out. And I also want to talk about the match that is going on right now, like this exact moment. I just, I have a lot of stuff going on tomorrow, which so I couldn't record my podcast tomorrow. So I'm just recording it right now. So I'm sorry, but the match is going on right now, which is Tommy Paul versus Ben Shelton. So Ben Shelton lost, like I'm looking at the score, Ben Shelton lost the first set in score of 2-6. And Tommy Paul just broke Ben Shelton's service game in the second set and he's leading 3-2 and he's 15 love up on serve just I'm like it's literally live results so yeah I think that's exactly like how I predicted it it will be because I feel like Ben Shelton like I said before didn't have like his best start to the year and Tommy Paul's just like doing really solid the other matchup I want to talk about is Giron versus Manorino so I want to sort of talk about Manorino again because I just find him to be super entertaining and super interesting because like I talked about how he doesn't ha- like he doesn't like any sponsorships and just like he doesn't know who he's playing against before like he doesn't like to know his draw and like when I was scrolling through Twitter something popped up about like different players with different strain tensions and he like came into my attention again because he has a strain tension of 19 pounds and for those who don't know what that means it's how sort of tight you want your strings to be so just for like a reference Nadal has a string tension at 55 pounds so the like the loser the string tension it is it's like more bouncier and you have to know like you have to feel the ball more sort of and it's like really sort of harder well no it's not harder to generate power but it's just like you have to feel the ball more you have to put more finesse to it if that makes sense so yeah, that's just really, I think, unique to him because he said he did it to protect his shoulders and arms because, as you guys know, he's 35. I'm pretty sure he's kind of old on a tennis tour. So yeah, I'm really, I think it's sort of an interesting move for him to like protect his body in this way. And he came into the semi-final with two consecutive walkovers so he didn't play his quarterfinal match well he played he won this first set with a score of 6-2 and then he was leading 3-1 in the second set and the player which is Duckworth withdraw and in a round of 16 he played he well he was gonna play against Nishioka but he withdraw so he had like sort of two consecutive walkovers so because of that, I feel like Manorino is going to beat Giron in the semifinals because, as I said before, he is well-rested. And Giron just played in the quarterfinal, even though he beat Tiafo, but he had to put a lot of work in. So I feel like Manorino's going to come out on top. And because I predicted Tommy Paul will go into the finals versus Manorino, I feel like Tommy Paul will get his first title like this year because... Well, if Ben Shelton advances, which I don't think he can, 
especially with the score that's like right now. But if Benchelton advance, he won't win against Manorino because they played in Austrian Open and Benchelton has never won against anyone who's a left-hand player. So Manorino is also a left-handed player, if you guys couldn't tell from what I was saying. But yeah, okay, let's just move on. We'll talk about the UTS tournament. So this is a really funny tournament. It's sort of from like what I've written on my show, like on my notes, it's like a creative tournament. Like, it is unique. It's not as, like, it's not, like, ranked as, like, you get 500 points, you get 250 points. It's not, like, in that system. And it's super creative because it has its unique way of scorekeeping. I'm not going to explain it because it's sort of long. But if you guys want to go check it out, I'm sure you can look it up on the website. And they all have interesting nicknames. Um. Okay, let's just talk about some for example Casper Rude is the Iceman because he's from Norway Holger Rune is he's the Viking sure and then Alexander Bublik is the Bublik enemy which is kind of funny and what else let me look at funny ones okay Lucas Puy is the French flair like what and then Alex Seminar is the demon which I mean okay sure but yeah it's just I feel like it's really funny it's really goofy but I just want to point that out However, this Oslo tournament, well, okay, this UTS tournament is happening in Oslo, which is from Norway, so of course I want Casper Ruud to win because he's from Norway, but this tournament hasn't been going on according to plan. I'll talk about the small issue first, which is how um, Rune and Dominic team both withdrew because of stomach bugs, so that's really not good for the tournament because both players are entertaining players. And I want to also talk about another thing, which is how the UTS decided to disqualify Gael Monfils, which I personally under, well, I don't understand it, but I'll just have to accept it. So I will leave a link to the tweets from Monfils and the UTS down below if you guys want to go form your own opinion, but Basically, from what the UTS claimed is that there was like a playful exchange between Gail Monfils and the tournament supervisor, which resulted in a minor injury. But they talked about how there were no malice intended from Gail, but like there was an injury, so he had to like they had to disqualify Gail, which. I don't understand, like, looking at this tweet at all, because why would a playful exchange, it literally says playful, like, why would a playful exchange result in a, like, a suspension, well, not suspension, sorry, a disqualification, like, it doesn't make sense to me, because they said it's a playful one, and there were no harm, and then from the one that Gail Monfils tweeted, it's literally sort of the same thing, but... He talked about how, like, it was never my intention to hurt or cause harm. And thankfully, the tournament director knew that. And they were like, and he said that this disqualification makes this look like there were an issue or an altercation backstage. But really, there wasn't. There was just an accident and nothing more. So, like, yes. And I just don't get it. Because if it's a friendly exchange... It's like an exchange, right? It's not like Gail Monfils is trying to do something, but it is what it is. And one of 
the users tweeted under like Gail Mafi's tweet. He said, "Thanks for the explanation. I still don't understand the qualification disqualification, but if you accept it, I will also." And Mafi's was like, "I know," with like a sad face. And but like you said, I accepted. So. I guess I'm on the same page with them. I don't understand, but I'll accept it. Especially with all like them making sure that it's a friendly exchange, but then also disqualifying him. It just doesn't make sense to me. Because if it's a friendly exchange, why would I? Why would they disqualify someone? Because it's literally like a minor injury, and he said that it was never my intention to cause her harm or hurt them. But yeah, sorry, I was. Like scrolling through Twitter, I saw this. I was like, "Huh?" I was like, actually confused, but it is what it is, as I said. Okay, on a lighter note, I don't talk about the results. I'll leave a link, I guess, to the um some of the interesting matchups that occurred, and I'll leave a link to the UTS website down below too, especially the Oslo one, like the Oslo page, so you guys can check out the um rankings and stuff. But we have Casper Ruud with three wins, with played like three out of three wins, which is super cool. I love him, and we have Rublev with also three wins on the other group. So just sort of um an update about what's happening right now, and yeah, it's like an interesting tournament. If you guys want to go check it out, there's like if if I say this, like there's no doubles line like there's only the singles line there's no alley so if you guys want to check it out you'll get what i'm saying so it's really easy to hit well not easy but it's entertaining shots are more likely to happen i'll just leave it at that and you guys can go check it out i'll leave a link down below okay and now we'll talk about the abu dhabi open so this wasn't a good tournament for me i only watched it for naomi to get bageled i think it was on monday i'm pretty sure I saw because I woke up early because I had stuff to do. I woke up at like five, and then Naomi was like almost gonna come out on court. I saw her lost the first set, and I was like, "Okay, she's doing well. She's gonna be okay." And then, like on my bus, I was like, "Okay, it's gonna be fine." And then I was listening to music. I checked the score again. She's down zero two. I was like, "Oh shoot! I can't watch this right now because I literally have tests going. I have to study." So I didn't watch it. And then after I like I arrived at school, I checked the score. She's down zero four. And I was like, Naomi, do something, please. I was actually so sad. I was talking to my friends. I was like, I give up. I can't. I'm just gonna study. I was so sad, y'all. And then, and then um, my first period class is banned because I played a flute. And then I saw the score. I saw she got bageled. And the first thing I saw my friend was. Like the first thing I said after I saw my friend was Naomi got bageled, and then they were like, "Oh, poor you." They were like literally making fun of me, but I was sad. And then I feel like that was just like a bad day for Naomi. Sorry if this is like getting weirdly um informal, but then she played doubles with Ons, and guess what? They lost. So Naomi lost four straight sets in a day. I was so sad and devastated for her, but. I feel like she's fine. Like she entered the Qatar Open, and to be honest, I just hope he, she plays more tournament because honestly, the draws are doing not, like the draws are so bad for her. I don't know why, but the draws aren't working in her favor at all. Okay, sorry for my long vent about me reacting to Naomi getting bageled, but we'll now talk about another issue, which is the like Aunt Jabbar's knees problem. She's been struggling with that problem for a long time now, and 
I really love her. I think she's a great player. And unfortunately, even though she beat, she beat Emma Raducanu in the round of 16th, she lost in the quarterfinal against Bia Haddad Maya, and she was in tears, which just shows how much pain she was in because of her knees. And she's been in three Grand Slam finals now, and I would really like to see her winning one this year but with all her injuries even though she put in a lot of hard work like your body you can't really control that so I feel really sad for her and really hope that she can get better soon and then I want to talk about Daria Kasekina because she beat Biahad and Maya and she's now in the finals against Rabakina. Rabakina has a 9-2 record this year so she's doing amazing as well. And I also want to talk about Daniel Collins, who after beating Naomi Osaka, had a set against Alina Rabakina, which is amazing. But she said during Australian Open that this is going to be her last year. I really hope she rethinks that decision because she's playing super well this year. And yeah, I feel like a lot of good things will happen. And at, this is like all the... um tournament summaries that happened this week and I do want to mention that I left a link to some interesting matchups from both the Dallas Open and the Abu Dhabi Open. I also left um, the Gail Mofis tweet and the UTS tweet there the UTS website and there's just like one match of Holger Rune versus Casper Ruud that I thought was entertaining so I left that in the description as well and now we'll talk about the Qatar Open with, for the women's side, which is like the 1,000 tournament. So this is like the first 1,000 tournament after Australian Open. So a lot of players are attending the tournament. And let's just talk about Naomi first because she, guess what? She's playing against Caroline Garcia again. Like she played against Caroline Garcia in Australia. She lost, but still like... Her draws are never getting better. Why is it that every time she plays, she has to face someone who's like seated and doing really good? But whatever. Even though I know she's unseated, but still, like, whatever. Really mad about that. But and Naomi, she tweeted like an um tweet. It was so funny. I think she was also reacting to her draw. But yeah. Okay. And now we'll talk about some interesting matchups. The first one I want to talk about is Iga Shriantic versus Sloane Stephens. So if this matchup carries through, which, which is if Sloane Stephens wins her round one match, she'll play against Iga. Even though I feel like Iga's going to win, it's just like an interesting matchup I want to point out. And the other matchup that might happen is Amuradu Kanu versus Jelena Asapinko. That will be really funny because Asapinko like, likes to hit with a lot of power. And he's she's just like a power hitter, but Raducanu on the other hand likes to like she can run a lot and she's really quick and she sort of just gets every ball, so it'll be like a fun matchup. And if Ostapinko wins again, she will play Iga if she Iga gets there, Iga Shwantik. And this is just something I wanna talk about because Jelena Ostapenko has a 5-0 record against Iga Shwantik, which is crazy because Iga is literally the world number one. But I just found these funny because Victoria Azarenka also has, like, a dominant record against Jelena Ostapenko. But, yeah, so it's just, like, a triangle sort of in a way. And I find that sort of funny, goofy. I don't know. But, yeah. And this sort of sums up today's episode. 
This episode was sort of all over the place because I talked a lot about some like sad issues that happened, but also just some of my personal experiences with like Naomi. Sorry if that part of my vent was too long. But yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you all so, so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.